0: All right, let's get right down to it. A lot of topics worthy of discussion this afternoon. Joining us, the Monday panel, Mike Van Solen, Principal at Navigator. Michael, good afternoon.
1: Great to be here, John. Great to have you
0: here. Kim Wright is a VP at Hill and Knowlton and a staunch New Democrat. How's Kim?
2: Fantastic. It's even better than puppy yoga in here. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. It is. That's Tell them the backstory.
0: That's saying a whole lot. <laughs> I,
2: I actually do go to Puppy Yoga. There's a place on uh, on DuPont, and they have little puppies. Uh-huh. They help socialize the dogs, uh-huh. and you do some yoga. It's lots of fun.
0: I think I've just been triggered. <laughs> wow, Puppy Yoga. All right. Well, uh, we'll, st- we'll try to recover. Uh, Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. Who wishes she had taken the day off, but she, she can't claim sickness. She was immunized.
3: I, I could use a little bit of puppy yoga in my life right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Somebody's throwing shade on you unnecessarily. But no, you know, we just talked to Dr. Brett Belchitz, our medical expert, and uh, in reference to this article that had run in your paper, mm-hmm. that he uh, requested you pull, and you did. Yeah,
3: well, he wasn't the only one. I mean, I heard from a lot of doctors over the last 24 hours, and I'm thinking to myself, well, geez, there's over a million Canadians that can't find a medical doctor. I guess you're all on Twitter. But um, (laughs) no, look, it was a fair fair criticism, fair argument, and uh, it was something that uh, I didn't see before it went online, and it happens. Look, we create a book every day, and sometimes things go through. It's not the editorial position of the Toronto Sun, and as soon as I was made aware of it, I pulled it. And it was uh, my decision to do that, and it was the right thing to do, because there is, um, you know, the constant debate about these sorts of things. We see certain things popping up in the United States, you know, these mm. these billboards. It's not what I believe in. It's, again, as I said, not the editorial position of the Toronto Sun. I am, um, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that that had happened, but uh, we, I, we did the right thing, and... and we are moving on.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, I just wanted to uh, get your position on the matter, but uh, Belchett said he had asked you and you uh, conceded the point. So this piece, an opinion piece, could we say in parting that it was just irresponsible uh, on the part of the person to have written that uh, that piece? Or?
3: Well, I mean, there's been some concerns with this particular opinion writer in the past, and... Um, you know, those are decision editorial decisions we will make going forward, mm. and this is uh, this is yet another uh, this is an, an instance where we, um, you know, we make decisions, and th- as I said, this one was something that uh, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. and as as soon as I was made aware, I I feel I did the right thing. Um, we encourage people to get vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, uh, I think, the 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 debate is over with respect to that. Um, I, I responded on Twitter and I even tried to put a response out on Twitter and I'm still getting excoriated for that one. But I mean, there's no pleasing the mob, but, um, as I said, John, this is, this is one of those sorts of instances where it was unfortunate that it happened, but action was taken when it, it was, when we were made aware.
0: All right. And we do move on. As a matter of fact, though, uh, you know, it does lead me to wonder that the toxicity of the discourse or the debate, you know, you see it manifest in so many ways, even tragically, uh, and it's become the subtext, if not uh, really one of the principal dimensions of the story stateside, with the uh, mail bombs, as well as the synagogue shooting on Saturday, too. Donald Trump weighing in, and uh, he puts it in the lap of the media, calling them the true enemy of the people, and in fact, they've got to rein in their accesses as well. My words, not his, but uh, he's saying they're ginning things up, and that's where these people take their cues, so it's a real toxic environment. Mike Van Solen, uh do you think there's something to that? Do you think media, social media, uh, are fanning the flames, and this rhetoric gets carried away by some on the fringes, you know, maybe they're mentally unstable, or uh, and they act things out. Do you think there's a gross irresponsibility as far as the media is
1: concerned? Well, look, I think everyone's part of it. I think there's an increasing toxicity in general in the United States, and all the participants get sucked into it. Whether it's politicians or media, it's just an increasingly polarized debate. You can go back to look at look at the electoral system, increasingly gerrymandered. Uh, so politicians increasingly are playing to the to the extremes of right and left. There's a little room for the middle ground in any of the debate that takes place. Everything's binary. You're you're for or you're against, and the media certainly play a part of that. So some elements of the media fan those flames. Social media has certainly given people a license to uh, add vitriol to the debate. So it's a, it's a tough, poisonous environment. And I think, uh, you know, if I step back, I think of my own kids, uh, you know, the, the media literacy uh, that, that's just required among people to navigate that world, uh, the world we live in today, uh, is increasingly important because... Uh, Look, I, I, I don't, I think this trend will continue. I don't, I don't see it, uh, I don't see it reversing course anytime soon.
0: All right, so no putting the genie back in the bottle. Well, when Trump says the media must quote stop the open and obvious hostility and report the news accurately and fairly, uh, that's a serious condemnation. Kim Wright, uh, do you think there's anything to what he says?
2: I, I think the president needs to take a hard look at his Twitter feed because they report exactly what he writes in his tweets. Uh, I think that he has fanned some flames even at his rallies, even when he's suggesting that we need a, a more civil discourse in society. He can't go mere moments without cranking the crowds back up again. I think if you're going but to is have he, is he if,
0: the only one He's doing not the that. only
2: one, but as the leader of the free world, you have a responsibility to mm-hmm. set a tone. And I think that he has failed in that measure in every account that he is the, from the campaign on through. Now, is he the only one? Absolutely not. There are people well, on both sides of the aisle, and we really need to. Well, it's not so to, much
0: both sides of the aisle. He's condemning the media. The media are major players he, in this. This is how the information gets disseminated.
2: I, I would say to him and to others, you know, it's. It is one thing to blame the media, but you also need to have a hard look at what you're putting out there and what you're putting out your energy, your comments, your quote unquotes uh, in into tweets. Every every day we go onto media and we see the direct quotes from what the president has said either overnight, first thing in the morning, or even at his rallies. Yeah, but and I, I think that you. we need to have we need to have in our civil society more uh, civil discourse. Okay,
0: but I can cite you a litany of examples where folks on the left You know, the Maxine Waters, she was one of the people targeted, was rather forthright saying, wherever you encounter these people, at a gas station, in a restaurant, get in their faces, draw a crowd. I mean, seriously, this is, and even Hillary Clinton herself says, you know, uh, we can't be civil with people with whom we disagree. I mean, come on, Adrian.
3: Look up the street. We just saw Andrea Horvath, the leader of the NDP, say to a rally that we need to keep the boots uh, um, on the throat of Doug Ford in order to kick him out of office. So, yes, it's on both sides of the aisle. And I appreciate the fact that, of course, the tone and the tenor of the United States, uh, the president of the United States, is not optimal these days. It is a little bit too over the top. But to suggest for a moment to blame some to blame him and some have that he his tone is responsible for this um murderous act is is crazy because yes republicans have been targeted as well there was a republican senator shot at a baseball game a number of them shot at a baseball game a couple of years ago mm-hmm. terrible situation so like to mike's point on the extremes of the left and the right alt right alt left whatever um, those are who people are pandering to. And though the mass, vast, vast majority of us left in the middle are you know, trying to have thoughtful conversations, trying to have civil discourse, and no one pays attention. So I'm not sure what the solution here is. Yes, in part, the media has a responsibility in this. Yes, the president of the United States has a responsibility. Yes, we as society have as well. But who is taking social media to account? Who is holding them accountable? There have been repeated examples of where these under the dark web and and, and online, these um, uh, just appalling conversations are happening. No one's one's holding them accountable like they are in mainstream media, for example.
0: Right. All right. Uh, You know, something else I was kind of curious about, because uh, when we talk about, and this has been said, oh, it's uh, the alt-right, it's these fringe groups on the right, but on the left, you've also got something like, You know, there's toxic movements, and uh, there's also the BDS people, for example. And uh, it's been raised that this is really just a a thin veil of anti-Semitism targeting specifically Israel. Mike Van Solen, uh, can you make that analogy? Is the BDS movement anti-Semitic?
1: I think there's certainly elements of uh, sort of racism that run through some of these um, some of these anti-Israel uh, efforts. Um, you know, whether it's uh, people who, uh, uh, in, in some language, anti-globalist language, anti-trade language, you can even find a little bit of that. There's certainly um, uh, some anti-Semitism hidden in language, even used around the United Nations when they talk about uh, uh, Palestine and 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 how to deal with those uh, and how to deal with Israel and and those questions. So. Um, you know, anti-Semitism is real. The the uh, the idea that it's it's uh, uh, lessening in society, I think, is a is a misplaced uh, notion. Um, and uh, this weekend's uh, this weekend's events only made that more real.
3: There's room for legitimate criticism against uh, Israel. There's, but it's one thing for criticism; it's another thing for hate. And that's uh, what we point out in the editorial in the Toronto Sun, is that it has. It's often veiled, the hate is often veiled in what is going on in the Middle East between the Palestinians and and, and Israel. And that is, um, so far, you know, and, and the BDS type movement veils itself in criticism of Israel based on how Palestine has been treated. So this is a problem. This is, it needs to be addressed. There is no room in our civil society for this type of rhetoric and anger
0: and and hate so uh, how do you obviate it then what do you do uh, to tap that down at the very least prosecute them prosecute well the bds thing kim let me ask you i mean is this akin to a form of hate speech you've got some of that is born in the crucible there up at york university for example
2: i think we need to In general, society needs to start better understanding its history because that is part of the problem that people don't understand what happened with the Holocaust. And there are people who, frankly, think that it didn't happen, Uh, that that to me is not only troubling, but it is downright disturbing. So how can you possibly have a sense of what should happen in society and why some of these movements are completely horrific and need to be shut down if you don't understand the history. And that's really where we need to start going back. People need to start learning. People need to start educating. We need to start having these conversations of how did we get here? And how is it that just a few decades later, in some people's lifetimes, are we are back to a situation where, you know, neo-Nazis can roam the streets and be okay, and people are okay with that. I'm not okay with that. We need to have this conversation.
0: Well, all right. So is the antidote to toxic speech just more speech, more quality speech? Well, I don't
1: believe it's censorship, you know. So I don't, I don't mind having tough conversations. Uh, and, we, and we can see this in the next federal election. We're going to see a lot of conversations around immigration, and uh, you know, there's some tricky areas that those conversations will get into, um, and there'll no doubt be some charges of racism that are raised uh, as part of that. But you know, I do believe that free speech is ultimately the the, the way to go at this. It, it's not about censorship, and uh, we have to have those difficult conversations, and hopefully, we can do it in a civil, intelligent manner to get at. Uh, important issues.
0: All right. I want to come back. Uh, there's another interesting story close to home here about uh, how a one hater was dealt with uh, a response that kind of has me somewhat bewildered. And so I'll put it to the panel Kim Wright, Adrian Batra, Mike Van Solen. In a moment on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Oh.
1: This is the most horrific crime scene I've seen in 22 years with the Federal Bureau of Investigation.
0: Anti-Semitism has absolutely no place in our commonwealth. If there was an armed guard inside the temple, they would have been able to stop him. Maybe there would have been nobody killed.
1: 3580, at least uh, one caller sounded like they may have been shot.